This is Comment Picks by the Glick. Hey, and I'm your host, Jason Glick. How are you doing, Jason Glick? I'm doing just fine, John. How about you? Ah, uh, it could be better, but who knows? <laughs> what do you have for us tonight? All right. So for all those who read the site regu- regularly, you'll know that I promised that if I didn't get my uh, get the last volume of John Hickman's Fantastic Four run, I was going to talk about the uh, three graphic novels I didn't read for um, Entertainment Weekly's um, 10 Best Graphic Novels of All Time and such. Because just just to recap briefly, um, Entertainment Weekly did one of their like mega best 10 best ever or like best ever lists. Um, issues and um, well, I talk about like you know the best movies, TV, um, books, and um, say and plays of, like last century or so. They um, I saw a bunch of sidebars talking about you know best like just a little subgenre lists, and one of them because they're a graphic novel friendly publication was for graphic novels. I of the ten they selected, um, I had read seven of them, so I figured, hey, you know, it's like might be a good podcast talk about these uh, these three that I didn't read. So hey, you know, it's like I, I might might even learn something considering how um you know escapist focused I am for a lot of stuff I, I talk about on talk and I'm right about on this site. Okay. So I guess just diving in like um from from the beginning for like for at least like in the order that I read these. First of these was is um Stitches, a memoir by by David Small. You know, Small is an, is an author of um, children's books, and apparently this is his first his first major like adult oriented graphic novel. There's also a nice big, um, nice shiny um, National Book Award finalist sticker on the cover, as well as three pages of um, pull quotes from everyone from from you know Entertainment Weekly, to NPR, Chicago Tribune, to Stan Lee and Scott McCloud. So, oh, and you look at this, and, you, and there's even like, hey, apparently New York Times number one bestseller. So this comes, you know, ready with the with the claim and claim and that, you know, accessibility behind it. You know, this is something something clearly important, something that was popular that um you know, it's like I can see and I can see why like they, they picked it in the sense that um small small is a terrific car- cartoonist as he demonstrates in this in this in this it's like in in the graphic novel. It's like it's he's he's got a I think it's his style here is um is uh, very is um see pretty see sketchy sketchy kind kind of rough but it's also see but it's also like a, it also conveys a great amount of drama and drama and character impact it's like and the and he's also got some like r- there's some really compelling sequences in here particularly the parts when he's six years old and you show him just wandering through a uh, graphic in, wandering through a hospital just you know raising havoc with the wheelchairs. Um, like going up and down the the elevators, sliding around with his on the uh, on the waxed floors, the socks, and then coming face to face with this like um M, this um this fetus, then just how that um, helps um populate his nightmares for years. It's it's like and other it's like other sequences such as such as when he goes around it's like. Like runs around outside. It's like um, like gets chased chased by bullies. Um, mad like um, then gets gets the impression that after his after his surgery. Let's see, was it after was it after his surgery? Yeah. Let's see, after his after his surgery where he um visualizes his struggles as being like a bat. It's like like this bat almost out of Looney Tunes who's trying to uh, 
you know, get out of the rain, but um, by raising an umbrella, but then the umbrella is completely she- um, sheared off. It's like so. There's sequences like that that are that are kind of see that are pretty that are pretty impressive, but at the same time, um, this I think he tried to cover like too much ground in too short a time. Because even though see the graphic novel is about is a is about three hundred three hundred twenty pages. Um, he basically tries to cover like almost his entire life here, from age six almost to almost to his like well, not all of his life, but like from like his formative years around around age six or so, all the way to his like um late late twenties. And um, yeah, and yeah, but there's a lot of stuff that feels very familiar here. If you're pretty much like you know tortured artist type type graphic novels, you've got his you found like his mother. It's like his mother had her own had her own issues. She she didn't love him. His dad was you know kind of like there, but he but he wasn't. He was a radiologist and subjected his him to lots of see lots of um examinations over the years in order to figure out what what was wrong with him as a kid. It's like and, and his brother who just you know gets gets person he's kind of a dick more like more than more often than not. And um, the big thing is that he apparently went into surgery that. Went in for surgery as a teenager. That was apparently supposed to just, you know, just oh, it's just a cyst in your neck. We're gonna take that out real quick, and uh, wound up costing him his um, like half of his vocal cords and just robbing him of his, of his um, ability to speak during like for for a good good long time. Now that should have been like the, you know the centerpiece right there, but at the same, but you know also, but um, part of the problem is that um, when I was um, ordered this on Amazon, the um, solicitation gave away the uh, surprise twist that he um, springs upon us um, at the like towards the um, end, the end, like you know, which why he just what what this um, cyst actually was and his dad's role in um, giving it to him. So that's so there's so one of there's like a, there's it's robbed of a bit of drama um, there, but at the same time you know the whole reveal it's like. It's a, his dad's big revelations, like is um, thrust upon us, then promptly dropped later on. And and to be honest, although it's like it, you know, I hate to say this, considering this is like this is his life, this is how he lived, but there doesn't seem to be a whole lot that you know separates this from other, um, like stories of like authors who've lived tortured lives. I mean, yes, you you had a, a horrible upbringing, and it's allowed you to produce like you know great art later on. But at the same time, it's like it's uh, I don't know. It's like it, it's just like he's trying to. Like, it, it, a lot of this just doesn't 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 stand doesn't stand out. Doesn't feel doesn't feel real compelling or different, or doesn't make me go, oh, yeah, this this is one of the best graphic novels of all time. No, it doesn't. It's it's actually kind of does it does feel kind of generic. It does feel like he was like I just wish he had probably focused on like one one particular part in his life, particularly the part where he talks about talks to his therapist. And um, get some insight into his situation. I mean, that it, the way it's portrayed here, it's kind of like, oh, I'm going to tell you these these. Tr- his therapist goes like, yeah, I'm going to tell you these truths right now, but and, this is, and you're not going to like it. But this is how it is. And yeah, it's like, okay, we understand this, but it's it's um these truths he tells he tells David are blindingly obvious to anyone who's been reading graphic novels so far. So it's kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> and you know, it's like as as skillful as and compelling as the art can be, the storytelling ultimately kind of fall, kind of falls flat, and doesn't see doesn't give us enough, it's like enough to really like, you know distinguish David's struggles, like from, you know from lots of other 
from other from other tortured artists over the years. It's like it's I wouldn't say it's bad, but it, you know, for something I went into like expecting like you know like one of the best graphic novels ever, it certainly is not. Now, one of the other um, picks that I hadn't re- read was um, by Marjan Satrapi, um, artist, the um, person who gave us from Persepolis, which I talked about ages ago on another podcast with um, alongside um, Preacher and I believe Deadpool versus versus the Marvel Universe. Yeah, it was a crazy time back then. Anyway, it's like Persepolis. I really enjoyed because it was as it was an illuminative work in the way that it showed me things told me things about about um, Iranian society and its people that you know I hadn't realized you know um, just from seeing them on the um, on the nightly news like for for years I mean it was personally I honestly think that that's that's the graphic novel they should have they should have picked for if they're going to rec- recognize her talent but at the same time um this the one they did chicken with plums is actually is actually really really good I Let's see, I um, it's like, I mean, something I was exp- was expecting that. I mean, was expecting this to be to be bad, but I was surprised at how much I I enjoyed this. I mean, it's it's just a story of uh, of her of her great uncle um Nas- Nasir Ali Khan, um a musician who um after he finds out his um his beloved um instrument um is is uh, is damaged and. When his beloved tar is, 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 um, is damaged beyond repair, he tries, he tries to replace it, then he finds out he can't, so then he makes a decision to just, I'm going to just die. I'm going to stop eating, stop interacting, just, just be done with life, because there's no more, like, there is no more like, joy to be held. And over the eight days that he, um, that he decides to give up life, um, we get to um, we get we get his whole we get his whole life story, from from his interactions with his with his daughter, his his to his history with his wife and how he met how he how he met her his let's see his son and um like and their and their futures as well. It's let's see it's it these um these little vignettes we get are 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 very illuminating in the sense we find out just you know what. Like how 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 he influenced these people's these people's lives, and just, you know how their how their lives played out after after interacting with him. It's a, it's a compelling it's a compelling story because 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 these cause, let's see because these stories are like are see they're very they're very well told and you're all, they're also going to lead you on wondering like you know what's going to happen when he gets to the very end what's going to you know how is it going to um how's it all going to turn it's and and even though like this is fairly dark subject matter and since you know basically dealing with a man's um like extended suicide by some of the most um determined and unpleasant means possible, there's still um there's still a lot of warmth and humor told throughout as well. And it's not through till the very end that we realize that um we finally find out the real reason he's doing all this. And it's and it's a great oh Oh wow! It's a great, it's a, it's a transformative aha moment where we, where, where all of this is um put is put perfectly into it's like in, in the context, and that see and that and um they said the move the book was um like see the book was good beforehand but then this this final 
the final part where you find out just why he's the real reason why he's doing this. It's like, wow, that that listed from from good to great. See, I, Exa, um, I, see, I wasn't expecting to like this as much as I did, but I, but I'm chicken with plums. Like I said, of all the things I'm going to talk about right here, well, maybe not all of them, but um, of the three that I, gra- great graphic novels from Entertainment Weekly that um I that I didn't read, this is easily the one you should buy. It's, it's a thin, it's a thin work. It doesn't let's see, it's twelve ninety five, and yeah, you, if you look at think that you may think it's like a bit slim, but it's a very but um Satrapi's style is very dense, very expressive. You're not going to just blaze through this like um. It's like all all at once. Well, maybe you will if you if you're like me, but um, it's but it's but it's still like a great compelling read that I'm that you know if nothing else I'm I'm glad their their list managed to get me get me to read this. So I so I'm chicken with plums. Something to, something to add to the library right there. Now the last one on the list that I didn't check out was um was one called Mendel's Daughter. It's a memoir by uh, Martin Lemelman. And um, this is essentially Lemelman um, taking um, his his mother's um, video testimony of her um, her t- her time during her, her survival story of during the Holocaust, and um, trans- and doing it into basically an illustrated um, memoir. Now, I want to say that um, after reading this, I would generally object to its placement on this list, um, mainly because because the style in which it's rendered is barely qualifies as a graphic novel. This is hardly it's not really a sequential narrative. It's a sense it's more than anything else. It's a uh, it's basically just illustrated text. Now closest analog I can give is almost to um the um, Marvel's on Dark Tower adaptations, but even then it's like, you know they um they still the pictures Jay Lee's um art um still told a like a story like a connective story through the uh, through the text, and um and Peter David's um te- like script um still linked everything together. With um with this, it's really just um. It's like he, he's like he's talking about like it's her it's her story it's her testimony, um originally given through video, and he's just illustrating it to give it context and to illuminate it for those of us who aren't there to um to hear her talk. And um, so on one hand, so on so on one hand, it's like yes, I I felt that it was kind of that yeah, it's like as far as calling this a graphic novel is almost kind of a cheat, since it's not really it since it really since it barely qualifies as sequential art. As for the as for whether or not it's um, any good, well, I'm not going to tell you because I don't think. Well, and if you want to think that um, I am dodging this because I don't want to say anything bad about person's Holocaust memoir, then um, you're free to speculate about that. That being said, this isn't the as I mentioned on the podcast on the um, post. This wasn't the only um, Holocaust um, story that was that was mentioned on there. The um, these pick for for the best graphic novel ever was um, Art Spiegelman's Mouse, which is a story of of um, which is Art um, telling this telling his grand his fa- his father Vladek, not Gregor, as I mentioned in the post. I got to ch- change that right there, but and um, it's telling his it's Art telling the story of his his father Vladek and how he survived 
how he um, witnessed the um, build-up to the to um, Nazi Germany's um, um, reign and invasion in Poland, and also and also his father's um, survival in the camp, camps at um, Auschwitz and Dachau. Now I sp- now I spent um, years at, you know, avoiding this, you know, even though like I've loved comics for years, just because I thought that this is going to be like like you know, really fucking depressing in the sense that you know just that this is like. No, it's about the Holocaust and someone like witnessing its horrors firsthand. I didn't actually check this out until um, I was in college, and this is like the very last college course I took, which is on satire, believe it or not. And and like and when um, I borrowed, and so I figured, oh, we're going to be reading this. Okay, fine. I'll go. I borrowed the teacher's copy of of part one. She's going to take home and read, and I did, and I I was surprising surprisingly compelled by all this. I mean. A lot of the problems with some of the things they picked on these um, graphic novel lists were with things like like blankets or um, fun homes. That since they're kind of like too depressing that you only want to read once. Mouse was surprised. I mean, yes, lots of bad things happen. I mean, like horrible things happen to these people, and um, and it's. But at the same time, it's like it's not relentlessly depressing. Um, there's there's still warmth and humor. In, in, even though, like this isn't like a lionization of uh, art. Is certainly not lion, lionizing his father right here. In fact, um, Vladek is a he at one point. Um, well, like there's a there's a whole meta aspect to this, like how um how art is like um, t- telling the story of how he's getting his dad's testimony. But at the same time, like he was telling about the, the writing process at the same time, like saying. You know, I'm doing this whole graphic novel about my dad, but at the same time, it's like he's coming off of this like this whole this whole racist um, Jewish old guy caricature. Like no one's going to believe this, but but he um but it's credit to his to his style that um that he pull that um that Vla- that that um as as caricature esque as um Vladek may come off, that he still feels like a, a a real as a real person, and his and his actions still feel still have a still feel grounded. Grounded in reality, and also, oh, I guess it would be remiss of me to mention that um, that that Ma- that the central conceit of of Mouse is that um, Siegelman um has a um visual metaphor he maintains throughout the series, in the sense that various um various ethnicities are represented by um by animals. The Jews are represented by mice, the Germans by cats, Americans by dogs, Poles by pigs. It's like it's like it's a um it's a compelling. It's a compelling visual metaphor, and it it's like, and it also allows you to allows you to um, f- further immerse yourself in the it's like in in there. It's like it's to be honest, like if it had happened, people it may it may have been um t- it may have been like too too depressing to see people happen this happening to people, but at the same time you get the uh, you you see these happening to animals, and at, on one hand you're able to distance, but you're also able to internalize still able to internalize all. Like all the awful things that happened to them, and and also what makes this story compelling is like the um is the ingeniousness, inventiveness, ingeniousness and resourcefulness that that Vladek displays in um trying to um trying to um sa- save himself and and his family and trying to make the best things possible. Like he's, I mean yes he's like a horrible racist old Jew guy, like later in life, but at the, but at the same time seeing the seeing him like like um, finagle his way through. Through the camps and like survive by by just taking on any any job like um smoozing up to the um to the high higher ups it's like it's 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 an impressive 
it's an impressive feat of survivalism, and it's like and it's it's compelling to see like you know how, like how is he gonna just how is he gonna make it out alive? It's like it's it's thoroughly comp- it's a thoroughly compelling read. It's like not only for its historical significance, but in terms of narrative as well. So as I said on my post, like if you've never read it before because you thought it was gonna be something like thoroughly depressing, then um, disperse yourself of those. See of the those those asper- those that that mind view right now. Mouse is it's like is a thorough, is a thoroughly compelling. It's a great graphic great graphic novel. And even though I don't think it's one of the absolute best ones ever made, it's absolutely one that that um that belongs in your belongs in your library because it is a is a thoroughly compelling great read. So much so brings us to the end of entertainment my thoughts on entertainment these um graphic at least the ones I didn't read on their list. So they seem they seem to be um concerned more with, you know uh, I don't know, just like you know, the stuff that a lot of people have heard of and just like, you know, being art arty for art's sake and that's no way to go about things. But if nothing else, like, you know, there's still some good stuff on there that that entertainment weekly that weekly just props for bringing people, other people's attention. If they did, you know, um, continue to say that, you know, hey, Watchmen is Watchmen is still one of the greatest graphic novels of all time, which it's not. It's a citizen can of graphic fiction, which has got a great narrative, despite the fact of all of its um, innovations have since been absorbed by everyone else. So, there you go. John, any thoughts on my, uh, like, um, concerned rambling so far? Oh, nope, none so far, sir. <laughs> okay, well, we're gonna well we're going to step back from the uh, from the artiness um, for next time because I'm sure because I'll be back from Comic Con and my uh, copy of um, John Hick final volume of Jonathan Hickman's run on Fantastic Four will be um, will have arrived and so we'll be back to normal normal escapist service next time you hear me talk. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> for your daily, for your weekly, no, bi-weekly, we do this every other week, um, dose yes, we do. of, of uh, you know, of um, pop culture, no, um, yes, and, uh, well, so you do know what you're going to be talking about next time, that's for sure. That's right. All righty. Well, we'll see you next time on Comic Picks by the Glick. All right, laters. Bye. Bye.